This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello, it's a Sunday night show. My name's Tom Starkey, and tonight we are going to be talking about music production. Everything from a ragatip to blues and to all those other genres I don't actually know about because I'm quite old. Listen in, we've got uh, a couple of uh, tech tips for you, and you get to leave, you get to hear my jingle. Oh my gosh, I know people. Very exciting. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, on this immensely windy uh, Sunday night. I'm in the attic. Uh, it's where I have my office at home, so uh, I don't have any furniture in there, so I like to call it my floffis. So welcome from the floffis uh, here on the outskirts of Leeds. Uh, my name's Tom Starkey, and today we're going to be looking at digital music production. I'm going to hold my hands up right away and say that music is a wonderful tool for both engagement, for learning, for listening, obviously. You know, it's music, you use your ears and that. Um, and what we're going to have a look at tonight is we're going to have a look at some fantastic uh, apps that you could use in the classroom. Or if you get that music bug and you think you're going to be the next Skepta, you know, get, get on it. There's some great stuff. You could be spitting bars or, you know, just maybe just spitting. It depends. It depends on how good you are. So um, we're going to be having a look at music production. We're going to be having a look at some of the issues behind using digital tools rather than traditional instruments. And it's all going to be fun and games, really. It's all going to be fun and games. Hopefully, there's going to be a few music teachers. If you're not listening live, uh, you listen on the download a bit later on. Uh, if you're a music teacher, let me know what you're thinking about current provision in schools. Let me know about the tools that you do use in schools. And do you use digital uh, creation tools? Um, do you use them more than you used to? Now, here we go for a personal anecdote. It's the old man anecdote. Here we go. When I was at school, I had to do GCSE uh, music as an extra. They didn't teach me it, but they, they, they could see that I could, like, you know, I could keep hold a rhythm in that. And so they said, look, do you want to do music GCSE? Because we, we really need to get our grades up. And they're like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And it was possibly the best piece of learning I've ever done in my life. It's given me a lifelong love of music, all different genres, trying instruments. Uh, but one of the things, one of the things that I remember most about starting my music GCSE is that they had a drum machine. I had never seen, I'd never seen the likes of it. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a little box. There was a little box and there was drums coming out of it. It was amazing. I'm like, I am showing my age tonight. It was an Alessis uh, machine. And for somebody who didn't have any rhythm when it came to a physical drum machine, I could, oh my goodness me, it was, it was ugly to watch me play the drums. Ugly, painful to watch, even more painful to listen to. But having a piece of machinery that could basically do the things that I couldn't do, I had to press a button, I could wait, I could look at it, I could press another button, and I could produce something that was, well, maybe not half decent, quarter decent, 
an eighth decent, maybe. Um, it was a revelation for me, and I've been interested in music technology ever since. So, yeah, uh, today, tonight's show, we're going to have a look at a couple of um, uh, my favorite uh, production apps at the moment. We're going to keep it online tonight because uh, I am aware that there are lots and lots of music production apps, but I'm going to try and keep it down to the ones that are online so the most people can access them, have a look at them if you want to. Um, but uh, we're also going to have a look at the differences and the difficulties of digital production as opposed to old school, no school like the old school, back in the days, physical production using physical instruments. And does that offer up any problems when it comes to modern teaching uh, in a modern learning environment? Um, it, does if you, it does if you play the tuba, because they's heavy. Have you, have, you, have you tried picking up a tuba? You've got to be a right unit just to walk around with it. Yeah. I know this because uh, my town here in the north is a, is a big uh, brass band town. We've got the uh, Colliery Brass Band competition in my particular town. And you should see the size of the guys and girls, you know, hefting them tubers about like nobody's business. I couldn't do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I go to the gym. But anyway, I digress. They also... Also, the other big, the other big draw of tonight, or it might not be the big draw. It's a big draw for me, is that uh, getting desperate in my last show to try to fill in the time, I challenged myself to create a jingle for the Tom's Tech Tips section of this particular show. Um, I really have to make sure that I space things out a little bit more because it was kind of one of those desperate things. You know, you get to the end of the evening and you think, oh my gosh, I've still got 10 minutes to go. What am I going to talk about? Seema saying, it's the only reason I've tuned in. Thank you, Seema. Oh, you're not going to say that when you hear it. I tell you that. Um, uh, the thing is, I've been using this kind of technology with students for, oh, goodness me, 20 years or so. My educational background meant that I was looking at um, ways to engage students who perhaps were not engaged in mainstream education. And believe you me, uh, I'm sure the music teachers out there know this already, music is an engagement tool. It's possibly uh, right up there with sport. It is. Um, you know, uh, if you can capture somebody's interest in music and you can offer them an immediate way to create something with little uh, knowledge of um, how to actually play an instrument, little knowledge of how to put something together, you should, um, alternative provision. On Fridays, they had kind of like Friday choice. You could do what you want. And the IT room was packed with kids using Cubase to create, you know, the next drill track, uh, you know, spitting bars, spitting on the floor, spitting all over the place <laughs> and but it was fantastic to see kids who not necessarily have been engaged in mainstream education going out of their way to try something going out of their way to produce something that perhaps uh they valued um uh you listen to some of the stuff i don't know why they valued it, it was awful there was like these were base key stage two rhymes <laughs> it's like, I was like oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> uh, they were mostly diss tracks about me to be honest the state of my hair and so on and so forth but you know you've got to take you've got to take the good things with the bad but yeah music is an engagement tool music is a way to um uh, enable students to create you know uh, and something that's fairly immediate um fantastic stuff
in I think so. I'm I'm posting mere colours to the mast tonight. Is that the saying? Yeah, whatever. Basically, uh, I'm all for music. I love music. I love I loved learning music when I did my GCSEs way back in the I think it was the Jurassic period. I think um, it was something that allowed me to experience other cultures. It allowed me to experience um, watching expertise when I was watching uh, my my, uh, my mates play fantastic stuff on the drum kit or on the keyboards or whatever it is that there was to hand and i think now this is my own personal opinion which is um nine times out of ten wrong but i think digital production it makes those things more immediate and sometimes and this is obviously uh, always a bonus it can take some of the cost away as well will it ever be equivalent to having somebody show you how to play the piano you know, having a piano tutor, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I never learned the piano. Too many things about piano. Too many, too many keys. Too many options with the piano. It's like, where do you start? Do you start down that end? Do you start that end? Also, my hands are tiny. I have small, small hands. It's the only reason that I'm not playing in the NBA at the moment. So uh, the piano was never really an option for me. But anyway, um, hugely engaging music is uh, not just the food of love i think music is a food of creativity um, and there are lots and lots of tools out there to help students create what can be um unless you're in an alternative provision on a friday what can be really really good really professional sounding really um surprisingly fabulous work and i shouldn't be surprised because you all you know, I've worked with students for for a long time, and it, my own biases are usually, oh my goodness me, this is going to be horrendous. Oh my lord, uh, you know, put my ear defenders on. You know, all right, okay, hit play. Um, but uh, I have been surprised time and time again by the fantastic stuff students have produced using some of the tools that I'll mention today. I'm not covering the whole range of tools because there are too many out there. Also, I don't have a whole range of technology to test them out here. Um, uh, the producers on <laughs> TT Radio, if you would like to give me some money so I can buy an iPad, you, please go ahead. <laughs> and then we can be a bit more wide ranging. Um, but um uh, before we get into kind of uh, teaching music the benefits the the fantastic learning some of the genres that students said i did promise that i would uh, debut my tom's tech tips jingle tonight uh and i know everybody's hang <laughs> on the producers who just come back to me and says we'll get back to you on that Somehow I don't believe them. <laughs> um, anyway, so Tom's Tech Tip Jingle. I use a particular program, but I'm not going to tell you what the program is until after the jingle, because otherwise you basically spoil the magic. You know, you don't want to give away the ending, do you? Um, uh, this took me all of, um, it took me hours to create this particular jingle. I've used many different, um, many different instruments. I went to the to the, the highest levels of uh, music academia to ensure that what I was producing was not only memorable, but could be felt in the soul of the listener, not just to be able for, for not, it's not just adverts. It's not an advert. 
this guy's it's basically it's a mini symphony a mini symphony every nanosecond is edited and created and has beautiful heavenly music chords other things i don't really know what i'm talking about <laughs> what am I about? Uh, who knows what i'm on about but anyway let's have a little listen and just remember the amount of effort and time i have put into this particular jingle just bear with me here we go all right brace yourself everybody did you hear it did you hear that that was amazing listen i know you might not have got that the first time round, so i'm gonna play it again okay all right and I, I know it's a trip it's a trip you, I, I hope you're all sitting down anyway anyway so let's uh, let's just uh, let's just play it again here we go I have a I have a tear in my eye when I hear that. <laughs> All right, okay, for the last time, let's have the last jingle and we can actually do it. Okay, so this is the Tom's Tech Tips. Three uh, three uh, different online tools. Um, oh no, sorry, two online tools and one tool you can download. So one last time, here is. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I am amazed with myself, to be honest. Uh, I'm amazed that I created that and I'm amazed that I'm actually putting that out publicly. Anyway, yeah, so uh, three uh, different programs that I'm going to be looking at today on the show. Um, one of them was used to create that particular jingle. Um, so that jingle was created using um, uh, a wonderful kind of all-in-one music creation studio tool, um, and that is Soundtrap, which is Soundtrap.com. Soundtrap.com uh, was um, uh, a music creation tool that allows uh, music creation. It allows collaboration. Um, it's a really, really well-rounded, easy-to-use program. It had to be easy to use because I had to use it. Yes, I know that sounds a, a little bit like an anxiety-ridden robot who has just realized that his sell by date is up but um that was the, that was the, that was what i was going for actually guys that was what i was going for um i created that quick jingle in around about 15 minutes using uh, presets from the program itself using the free options and i'm going to be honest i don't usually do this but after actually using soundtrap for <clears throat> a little while and seeing what it can do and seeing its features seeing the incredible range of synthesizers the incredible range of beats um and how easy it was to put all those things together with very very little uh, prior musical knowledge or very little remembered musical knowledge um i bought the uh, paid in paid for option as well yeah so i'm uh, yeah i'm well, <laughs> well impressed with it uh, you may not be impressed with it just by that jingle um <laughs> but for a student who wants to create music who uh wants to do it in an immediate fashion wants to do it using a really really intuitive user interface i keep going on about that in these shows that it has to be easy to use it has to be easy to use and um soundtrap is it's an online tool so you can access it through a range of browsers from a range of equipment um you can create podcasts, you can create music. Um, it has a range of instruments, uh, a range of genres, and it's just so easy to use. Um, 
my uh, my youngest, uh, we call him Herc, uh, Hercules, because he's always breaking stuff because he's a bit of a unit. Um, he had to go. Um, I'm not going to play you that recording because it sounds like a, a fever dream nightmare of a thing. But he, I could see it when I was watching him create something. You know, he was enjoying the process. It wasn't just about what it was going to look like. He was enjoying the process of building a. Um, it, it's it wasn't a song, guys. I can't. I can't. I can't lie to you. He he didn't create a song. He created a noise. Look well lots of different noises all kind of mixed up um uh, in absolutely no way shape or form um but he enjoyed it the process itself was one that gave enjoyment in the classroom uh, this will run uh, through a browser so this will run uh, pretty much on anything that you may have in your schools uh, dependent on how locked down your um web service is obviously uh, and it's just a really really good way of creating something um and something uh, forget about the tom's tactic jingle that was something i was just mucking about with that but if you put your mind to it even for a short amount of time you can create something that sounds really really good um so my first yep first and possibly my uh primary recommended recommendation this week when it comes to uh music creation music production um is soundtrack.com there are alternatives, as there always are, for this type of uh, software. So, for instance, um, the big one that kind of comes to mind is GarageBand uh, from iOS. Uh, but for my money, just the way that you can just get on and make some music it is just really, really good, really immediate. Um, the interface means that you can see everything visually if needed. If you have absolutely no... Uh, uh, idea about music, about theory, about those things, it doesn't matter. Um, you can use uh, MIDI instruments if uh, your school has any of those lying around. So you can do direct input uh, keyboards and so on and so forth. And it's just a really, really nice way of creating music um, in an immediate fashion that doesn't really cost the earth because the, uh, the, um, the basic package is free. Uh, uh, the differences between packages are that the uh, paid-for subscription, I can't remember how much the price is, but the pay-for subscription um, allows you a much wider bank of sounds, much wider bank of um, beats, much wider bank of instruments, much wider bank of uh, synthesizers, and so on and so forth. But uh, honestly, don't take my word for it. It's free to start off with. Go and have a look yourself. If you think to yourself, okay, I've got kids who love music, um, but they don't know where to start when it comes to trying to create something themselves. Um, and you can, you know, you've got yourself a pair of ear defenders. Uh, uh, point them in that direction. Point them in that direction because it, for my money, uh, speaking as, well, I'm an elderly curmudgeon who only saw a drum machine at school and didn't know what it was. But for my money, it's a wonderful bit of kit, really easy, really accessible, and can really, really help when it comes to music creation and music production. So that's my first recommendation. So let's have a look and go on to number two. I'm not being funny. I'm going to be playing that with any excuse. 
you know, you're going to be listening to that a lot, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, so what? It's my show. I can do what I want. Um, so, yeah, so what we've got, number two, um, from something that's really fully featured. And one, <laughs> one more time, come on, no, come on, don't, don't, listen, you say these things, and I, that'll just be the background music for the entire show. You know, don't, don't do it, dude. Don't, don't encourage me. It's not, it's not great. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, so from a fully fe featured or sound studio, online sound studio, as it were, to something a little bit more simple and a little bit more um, uh, a digital version of that um, drum machine I was talking about back in the day. So um, second recommendation is Drumbit app, drumbit.app, D-R-U-M-B-I-T dot A-P-P. See, I've already got that kind of rhythm going on. One of the reasons because of this rap. This app is a very simple, very straightforward 80s style drum machine in a browser. Um, one of the things that it does, it has a very, very clean interface. It means that you can very, very easily press a button and make a beat. Now that beat uh, might be something uh, that will be used in the future. It might be just something to keep time. It might be something to wrap over. It might be something uh, to just uh, have in the background of uh, a recording. But what it does, it's there, it's free, it's easy to use. It uses, it uses HTML5, um, has a good wide range of sounds. Uh, the beatbox one is really good because you've, uh, you've got all the kind of... <laughs> you see that? That kind of stuff. Oh, how cool am I? How cool am I? No, I you hear that? That was, that was me. That wasn't the machine. That was me. I know you can't believe it. I know. It's, it's a, yeah, I know. I know. Don't get too excited, guys. It's not going to happen again. Um, yeah, drum, uh, drumbit.app. Um, if we think of Soundtrap as being uh, a whole studio, uh, Drumbit does one thing, and it does it to a very decent standard. It's not uh, massively powerful. It's not massively complicated. And it's not hugely useful in a range of situations, but what it does do, it uh, emulates a, a very straightforward drum machine really well. Now, like I said, back in the day when I was doing my music GCSE, um, it was, I couldn't keep time on a drum kit. I didn't have very much natural rhythm, and sometimes that can be frustrating, but uh, with this interface, what you can do is you have a visual interface with um, little pads, you press on the pad, that will be one thing. It might be the kick of a, uh, hang on, a kick of a drum. Do you kick a drum? A uh, kick of a cymbal? To be honest, if it's like heavy metal, you're kicking everything. But anyway, um, you know, you press a button and it does one thing from a drum kit. You press another button, it does another thing. And then you can loop these beats. And as a really, 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 really quick way of having a backing track, uh, a really quick way of having something just to keep tempo um, and something that's really, really immediate straight off the bat. Absolutely no worries um, uh, about that. You just go straight to the website, which is drumbit.app, and you just have a mess around. This is one of the things that I like about digital production is that it's available. Uh, in a more traditional music instruction, um, uh, not so much in schools, but more but in regards to home instruction, I assume, uh, you have to have equipment, you have to have a keyboard, or you have to have a piano, you have to have a guitar, you have to have, uh, you have to have all these different things, well, not all these different things, unless you can play all those different things, that'd be a right waste of time. Um, 
but you have to have an instrument. And sometimes um, it is the case that not all students out there can afford an actual instrument to play on. And it's definitely not the case that students can afford kind of uh, outside school instruction in regards to music. So one of the things that I do like about this, these particular tools when it comes to digital production is the, um, the way that it allows um, use through a lack of cost. Uh, now, that's not the case in all uh, digital production tools. Of course, lots of them come with a fairly hefty pr price tag. But I don't really look at the fairly hefty price tag stuff in this show because I ain't got a budget, you know? Dudes, I ain't got no budget, you know? Producers, chuck me a few quid so I can buy something. Do it. Every listen, listen in. Do you think that I should be able to test things that cost lots of money? Come and make your comments down into the... <laughs> come and make your comments into the show. Give Tom money. That's that the hashtag give Tom money for music stuff or something along those lines. No, I'm only joking. To be honest, if I had that amount of money, I wouldn't be spending it on music. I would be actually I might do actually. Anyway, um Seema's <laughs> like uh Seema's waiting for her for her TTR yacht. I know, right, Seema? When you start this job, right? When they when they invite you on air, yeah, they, they say everybody gets a yacht. And then does the yacht ever turn up? No. No, it's almost as if they're trying to trick us to go on the show. I don't know. Oh, yeah, HB History. I have two. You, see, ah, you can tell who's the favorite on these things, can't you? Yeah, lovely. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, from the fully featured soundtrack to the very, very simple but very immediate uh, drum bit. And these, like I say, these are just one example of a mass of technology out there. Um, that you can use, and a lot of it is free, uh, at least at the beginning. So um, uh, before we get on to our uh, third and last uh, recommendation, um, I think it might be a little bit, it might be time for me to grab um, my seventh coffee, because it's late, isn't it? Oh, God, it's so late. I'm not being funny. I'm old. I'm usually in bed by this time, you know? Um, so I'm going to get myself another coffee whilst you listen from a word from our sponsors and some educational news. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn. U-P-L-E-A-R-N If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. 
That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Following reports earlier this week of the UCAS announcement that 2020 to 2021 saw a surge in applicants to university from students from disadvantaged backgrounds, one of Greater Manchester's universities revealed data showing that nearly 99% of its students last year fell into one or more of the five core underrepresented groups. In a report in the Manchester Evening News, the University of Bolton highlights figures showing that last year, 28% of applicants were from disadvantaged areas up from 17% in 2013. University bosses say that these figures show that the university is helping students climb the social and economic ladder. The university's Vice-Chancellor, Professor George E. Holmes, said, The University of Bolton is proud to have one of the most diverse and inclusive student populations in the UK. Widening participation projects take place across the UK and are designed to improve access, success and progression for underrepresented groups in higher education. The Birmingham Live News website reports on Birmingham City Council's leaders' plea to leave Trojan Horse in the past. It follows calls by the Muslim Council of Britain, as well as teachers and governors, for a public inquiry into events that unfolded in Birmingham schools in 2014, after concerns were expressed that the events caused lasting and negative impact on local Muslims and perceptions of their faith. There are also calls for a public apology to those caught up in the affair. Trojan Horse was the name given to an alleged plot by hardline Islamists to take over some Birmingham schools. The alleged plot was revealed by the Birmingham Mail after an anonymous letter claimed dirty tricks were being used to oust non-Muslim staff from city schools. Four separate inquiries were launched at the time, including probes by Birmingham City Council, the Department for Education and Ofsted. No evidence of extremism or of a plot were found. Birmingham City Council's Deputy Leader, Councillor Bridget Jones, in charge of city schools in 2014, says the city has long since moved on, whilst others claim the issue is unresolved and that investigations at the time were rooted in Islamophobia. The issue has been raised again following a podcast by the New York Times probing the origins of the letter which kick-started the investigations. In the Channel Island of Guernsey, plans for a new sixth-form centre and the closing of one of the island's state high schools have been delayed by a year. The new secondary model had been due to start by September 2024, but the Committee for Education, Sport and Culture said the decision to delay was made after talking to the construction industry. Education President Andrea Dudley-Owen said in a BBC News report, it's more important that we get it right rather than rushing to meet an arbitrary deadline. It is another delay for parents, pupils and staff on what has been a decade-long process of transforming secondary education on the island, a process that has seen promises made by committees which have then not come to fruition. 
In a research paper published on the FIS.org website, it suggested that pre-primary education played a protective role against COVID learning losses in sub-Saharan Africa. In a study of more than 2,600 children in Ethiopia, researchers found that among pupils who entered primary education immediately after schools reopened, learning losses were far less severe if they'd been in pre-primary education prior to the pandemic. The learning deficit among children without pre-primary experience was four times greater. However, the study also shows that pre-primary education was also the most neglected part of the Ethiopian government's COVID education response. Full details of the study can be found on the FISORG website. The study was commissioned through the World Bank's Early Learning Partnership and undertaken by the University of Cambridge, Addis Ababa University and the Ethiopian Policy Studies Institute. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safer Internet Week with the official day being on Tuesday the 8th of February. This year, the UK Safer Internet Centre is questioning whether gaming online is all fun and games. They ask young people to explore respect and relationships in online gaming. A lot of schools may be having drop-down days and you may be expected to deliver an online safety lesson. This is great, but are you confident in your knowledge? There's nothing worse than having to teach a lesson out of your comfort zone, especially when you're discussing a topic where the learners may know more than the teacher. Saferinternet.org.uk, the brains behind Safer Internet Day, have come to the rescue with a series of films under the heading of virtual assemblies on their website. Starting with a story about in-app purchases getting out of hand for three to seven year olds, and then for seven to 11 and 11 to 18s, having a discussion on online behavior and respect. This resource is informative and will allow those of us that are less confident to play the film and facilitate a discussion. As always, if you're going to use an online resource, make sure you've watched it first to make sure it's appropriate for your pupils. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Ah, Steve Woods, your tech bit is incredibly informative and you have a voice like treacle, but does it have this? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So when we're talking about Tom's tech tips, let's do the last one. So um, we've talked about Soundtrap being a really, really good overall production uh, tool talked about drum bit something i didn't mention beforehand though is that both of the, those programs work really well uh, on mobile um so um uh when i talked about equipment you know i i failed to mention that sometimes tech equipment has its price as well you know not everybody has a pc not everybody has a has a access to computers at home not everybody has access to decent internet and so on and so forth it's something we really have to consider and it's something that i should have considered uh, previously, but whilst the um, whilst the adverts and the news and see what was on, um, I just had a little play and I just um, I've posted the uh, posted a couple of things on Twitter and uh, the drum bit uh, tool works really well on mobile, really well on mobile. So that's something to consider. I mean, if you're going to be using digital production, how do your students access 
that digital technology? Do they have access to that digital technology? You know, you're going to set homework. You're going to say, oh, well, you just create something on SoundCloud, a soundtrap, sorry. It's like, well, I might not have access to that. Might not have a decent, you know, might not have a decent internet uh, source, might not have a decent machine to use it on. So that's always something to consider. But happily, SoundTrap um, has a really good online app and uh, Drumbit through the browser works really, really well. Um, you see, this is, you know, other other presenters sit there and, and drink coffee and, and uh, you know, smoke and uh, possibly have 14 beers in the break. Um, I'm not going to mention any names, but, you know, DM me. Uh, but me, I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still teching it out. Teching it out. Oh, my goodness me. How good is that a name for a, for a tech? Anyway, right, okay. I'm doing that thing where I'm getting off the point. So let's go bring it straight back. And our last one on... <laughs> Doesn't it just get better every time you hear it? Um, so the last one is an oldie but a goldie, ladies and gentlemen. I'm starting to sound like a DJ now. Hi, hi, it's an oldie but goldie. Uh, the last one is uh, Audacity. Uh, Audacity is a sound recording uh, software that's free to download on PC. It's been going for a very, very long time. And in regards to, we've had fully featured, we've had simple, um, and Audacity when it comes to music production um, is an example of reliability. That's really, really important in regards to digital creation of any type the tools that you use should be reliable and audacity has proved itself over the years to be an incredibly reliable sound recording uh, option so yeah you don't there's not necessarily specifically music related but as a way to record and edit sound audacity is a fantastic app that allows you to do all sorts of different things um, in regards to recording, in regards to conversion, it's got some great file conversion options. In regards to editing, um, uh, editing uh, sound is um, can sometimes be a little bit of a chore. And when it comes to Audacity, uh, although there is a bit of a learning curve, less less not um, you know I'm not this 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 last piece of technology is not as immediate as uh, Soundtrap or Drumbit. But what it does, it offers an extremely powerful sound recording and editing package for free. Um, doesn't take very much uh, when it comes to resources on a computer either. And what we, you can do and what I've seen students use it for is uh, some very fine editing of uh, previous things that they've created in other programs. Because I think I've mentioned that before in other shows, that it's not necessarily just going to be one of these things that students use. It's going to be a combination of these things, especially when it comes to free technology. It's often a grab bag of different things that do slightly different bits and bobs to try and get the best product, but not to spend a huge amount of cash. So those have been um, uh, that voice is me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the good things that you can do when it comes to Soundtrap. Khalil, I am sorry, man. The ragger tip just did not get tipped off. It, it just, it would, it was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. Um, uh, for a start, uh, ragger takes timing and uh, perseverance 
and skill and you know like like personality and i ain't got none of those things <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like <laughs> the three seconds the the, the the tom's tech tips uh the jingle that was very much me pressing on squares to make sure oh that's a note oh okay that's another note and trying to figure out how to do it that way i tell you what some point in the future i'll do an outro on a uh, outro uh, a ragger outro for for this show um yeah you've got to start somewhere and this is the thing seema uh, just made let a comment there you've got to start somewhere the good thing about these programs is that it allows you to kind of work through the things that you might do at the beginning and then get better and better and better uh, especially with soundtrap soundtrap doesn't have that much of a learning curve when it comes to using and creating uh one of the the disadvantages of digital um, tools in any uh, type of education is that there's always that um, there's always that worry that because of the difficulty of learning the tool itself, it will switch students off. Um, I have it in my job all the time where I um, come across students who have been recommended a piece of technology, but the learning curve is so high that they've just not bothered learning it. And you know what? That's it's perfectly valid. You know, it's absolutely perfectly valid. You don't, you don't want to have to learn something to do something, even though, yeah, in many situations, that's how you learn. But uh, for me, digital music production has to be fairly immediate. Otherwise, what's the point, you know? Um, I see it as an alternative, uh, not an alternative, perhaps, as an augmentation of the traditional kind of uh, music instruction. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want uh, any of these digital uh, tools to replace the use of actual instruments. Or, although we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show as to why that might be viable for some students. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it gets. It, my, Tom's tech tips is the tip of the uh, of the audio iceberg, and um, from here we're going to have ragga. We're going to have dubstep. We're going to have drill. We're going to have this tracks because somebody else on the on the TT radio team is going to pick it up and then it's going to be to in and fro in ah oh, it's going to be amazing it's going to be amazing it's going to be like a like it was back in the day in Lewisham SE13 Blue Borough people what what okay so um yeah the last one is audacity fully featured editing and um uh recording program free to use uh shareware that has a pedigree of reliability, something that you always have to think about when it comes to using these types of tools. Make sure that they're reliable, make sure that they're going to work. There's always that kind of frisson of anxiety when you're introducing a new digital tool, uh, maybe to a class, um, uh, maybe to a class, uh, and you think, oh God, if this, if this go goes down, I'm done. I'm done. That's it for me. I'm done. I'm just going to have to leave teaching. Um, so yeah, making sure that reliability is there, making sure that a product is robust is always, always a good idea when it comes to technology. But yeah, Audacity, yeah, it's, it's been going on for ages. Uh, Khalil's commented, I used to use Audacity in my greenie years. It was the first audio editor I ever used. For, uh, audio. Oh, apart from <laughs> back in the day, Oh, I'll tell you something. Back in the day, I had a four-track a four-track recorder with cassette tape. That's what I was using, and I thought I thought it was I thought it was a miracle of a thing. You put your cassette tape in, and you could record over, record over, record over, record over again, uh, because um, 
you know, like I said, I was into music. Um, but, you know, you can do that kind of recording, four track recording on your phone nowadays. This is, it's a brave new world that we live in, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I'm with you, Khalil. Audacity was my first introduction to digital editing, digital audio creation. And it's still going strong, still going strong. There was a little bit of controversy after a buyout um, and uh, people were worried that it was going to kind of turn into spyware. But I've had a look at the history of that and it just seems like the contractual obligations weren't worded very well. But anyway, um, yeah, audacity. Uh, so just to sum up, not that I'm looking for an excuse to do this. I was vibing them. I was vibing them. I'm going to do a, I'm probably going to do like an, uh, you know, an EP of that this particular <laughs> this particular jingle um yeah so number one soundtrack for music production in general is a great program really good for creating something that sounds fairly professional fairly quickly using a visual interface it you can use synthesizers you can use your voice you can use um the the drum kits the tracks that have already been created and it's really easy to collaborate even if you're not in the same physical space via your browser works with all um works with all popular browsers so really really good um and uh, i've done what i like to say is it's the chromebook test uh, where i have a chromebook that i purchased um a fair while ago and it, you literally have to kind of kind of kind of just kind of like feed it coffee to get it going in the mornings and it works absolutely fine through the browser so that's always a bonus that's the uh, first tech tip there uh, second tech tip was uh, going on a more uh, stripped down simple uh, tool which was called drumbit.app uh, another browser based uh, music creation tool which is basically just a uh, drum machine an online drum machine with lots of different options it's really easy to use and it's there if you have decent internet access and you can use it on the mo phone as on, on the mobile phone <laughs> on the mobile phone uh, you can use it on the phone as well uh, so those are really really good and then the last was the oldie but the goldie you know no school like the old school audacity a really really good shareware uh, audio editing and um, recording uh, system that takes a little bit more learning but once you do get the basics down um, it's really really good back in the day I had a, a, a podcast that was not this podcast um, uh, and that's the software that I used to create uh, something that was um, uh, kind of decent, I guess, if I'm not going to blow my own trumpet. It was not as good as uh, something like this, though. So that's Tom's Tech Tips done. I think you can all breathe a sigh of relief that we're not going to have that particular jingle for at least two, maybe three minutes. Um, so yeah, when it comes to music production, I do not know many music teachers. Um, I was an English specialist when I was in secondary, and then I was a, a jack of all trades when I was working in further education. So if you are out there listening, if you're a music teacher, do you have uh, opinions about this type, this type of digital production? Is it something that you see as a benefit? Is it something that you see um, uh, being used well? Or is it something that you have particular doubts and uh, a little bit cynical about. Let us know if you're around. You can always uh, join in the Podbean chat that is very lively tonight. Um, you can uh, send a comment via Twitter. Um, and 
sorry, that's my kind of, I'm looking at another screen to make sure that what I say is true voice. Uh, um, no, uh, I can't do, I can't do call-ins tonight again. This is, this is, this is something that's, this is going to be, you know, I've got a whole, there's, there's like 50 people waiting to call in. There's not really, but you know, there's like 50 people waiting to call in, but I can't because my children are sleeping downstairs and they get proper cranky if I wake them up. They're like, oh, what are you, what are you talk what are you talking about, dad? What are you talk why are you talking about that? It's Sunday. Not even at work, dad. Oh, you're so sad, dad. Uh, uh. and then start talking about i don't know easy claps and stop the caps and other stuff that i don't understand um anyway so uh yeah if you are listening out there live or if you're listening um after a download number one thank you for uh you know thank you for your distinct lack of judgment but also um have a have a comment because i don't know that many music teachers um, I think I, I've, I, some might follow me on on the Twitter, but I don't know many kind of I don't have many close relationships with music teachers. And I think if I'm going to talk about music production, then we need the expert opinion of people who do this stuff for a living. So what do you think about uh, digital tools in music production? Do you think that they are a bonus? Do you think that they bring something to the table or do you think they take something away from a more traditional type of tutelage or learning um, because for my money uh, sometimes it is about money let's um let's not let's not uh you know let's not dabble on the sidelines of these things when you're learning an instrument and dependent on what that instrument is uh it can be quite if you're going to have to purchase an instrument it can be quite expensive i mean i was lucky i went to a school that allowed long-term loans of the instruments that you were that you were kind of that you wanted basically um considering the school that i went to that was a lot of trust <laughs> there, was, there was always there was always a couple of clarinets at cash converters on a tuesday after the first term um but um yeah you know so uh i don't know what the systems are like in schools nowadays is it about long-term loan is it about uh is it about uh, ensuring that a student has access to musical instruments so that they are able to learn about these things or is it now the fact is you know is digital music production now the norm in schools it'd be nice to know because you know i'm not the expert when it comes to this kind of thing i know about the tools themselves but the use in tools in the current education setting well that's not that's not really uh, not really my expertise so let us know as I say, you're more than welcome to join the chat here on the Podbean Live chat. Um, people have been uh, singing the praises of the jingle um, with good reason. You know, I'm not saying that it's going to go down in the annals of history as a classic piece of music, but I'm not not saying that. You know what I mean? You know, it's like a how 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 much beauty can you fit into a seven second piece of music? Um, well. I think Tom's Tech Tips jingle has kind of set the, set, set the standard, to be brutally honest. You know, I foresee this being played at the proms in 40 years' time. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I really don't. Um, but, yeah, so it'd be nice to have the expert opinion of music teachers about this type of technology. Um, uh, speaking personally, speaking about the kind of background that I'm from and the kind of places where I went to school um if it wasn't for the efforts of the music teachers who uh, were 
at my school. And if it wasn't for them bending certain rules when it comes to what you could learn, what you couldn't learn, I don't think my interest in music would be half of what it is today. So as I said before, um, uh, I think at our school we maxed out at five, six, seven GCSEs we were allowed to do when I was a kid. Uh, but they let me take music um, without having to attend any of the lessons um, and just kind of trusted me with a bunch of instruments and recording equipment and kind of just said, you know, try and do your best. And that's 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 really nice. Um, does that mean should there be a, a greater emphasis placed on music um, in uh, the curriculum, in education? Uh, possibly, you know, it's one of those, uh, you know, they, they say those things about it being a universal language. Um, I'm not too sure about it being a universal language, but it, it certainly does a lot of good for a lot of people. You know, it can help people to learn. It can help people to, um, uh, it's a, what some of the ways that people can lessen anxiety. You know, it can, it can fill you with emotion music as much, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of you are welling up at Tom's tech tips, but, um, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, music, music production, uh, creation, performance. These are wonderful things in a school setting. Um, so uh, please, when I'm talking about digital technology, I'm never really talking about a replacement for, say, you know, a school concert, unless it's ones with banjos. This is where I get a bit controversial, people. This is the, this is the controversial part of the evening where it could all go completely wrong. But when did banjo, no, was it banjos? Yeah, banjos. No, not banjos ukuleles ukuleles when did they become popular in school who let ukuleles in school why did you do that we had a horror instrument with the recorder did we need to double up i don't think so i'm not i went to a ukulele uh, recital at my lad's uh, my youngest school no actually it was my eldest school god time goes on now um and it was ukulele and it was just bad noise just a bad noise i know there's a lot of kind of uh, you know forward thinking people who love the ukulele out there and um and that's okay you're wrong but it's okay um there's no excuse for ukuleles um so the controversial part of the uh, radio podcast today is that I, I i honestly believe that all ukuleles should be banned from any kind of educational establishment i, I don't care i don't care they're great on me they're great on my very being just you know if you're gonna get a you're gonna get a string instrument get a big one you know ukuleles jeez and crow <laughs> no I, I i do just any kind of musical instrument anything that you can pick up you can play is all good for me um it's just i think it, i think I, I think it's just ptsd from those ukulele concerts concerts to be honest um yeah just bad noise when your eldest is sat in the middle playing a ukulele but looks like he's in great pain because of the noise from the other ukuleles and his own. I don't think you're on a winner. Let's be honest. Anyway, right then. So uh, I've taken, uh, you know, I've lowered the tone here. Uh, the the ukulele uh, squad are going to be after me for the rest of the session. So um, just before we go on any further, um, let me uh, give you another hit of uh, news and sponsorship. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. 
They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wetherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn, U-P-L-E-A-R-N If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Following reports earlier this week of the UCAS announcement that 2020 to 2021 saw a surge in applicants to university from students from disadvantaged backgrounds, one of Greater Manchester's universities revealed data showing that nearly 99% of its students last year fell into one or more of the five core underrepresented groups. In a report in the Manchester Evening News, the University of Bolton highlights figures showing that last year, 28% of applicants were from disadvantaged areas, up from 17% in 2013. University bosses say that these figures show that the university is helping students climb the social and economic ladder. The university's Vice-Chancellor, Professor George E. Holmes, said the University of Bolton is proud to have one of the most diverse and inclusive student populations in the UK. Widening participation projects take place across the UK and are designed to improve access, success and progression for underrepresented groups in higher education. The Birmingham Live News website reports on Birmingham City Council's leaders' plea to leave Trojan Horse in the past. It follows calls by the Muslim Council of Britain, as well as teachers and governors, for a public inquiry into events that unfolded in Birmingham schools in 2014, after concerns were expressed that the events caused lasting and negative impact on local Muslims and perceptions of their faith. There are also calls for a public apology to those caught up in the affair. Trojan Horse was the name given to an alleged plot by hardline Islamists to take over some Birmingham schools. The alleged plot was revealed by the Birmingham Mail after an anonymous letter claimed dirty tricks were being used to oust non-Muslim staff from city schools. Four separate inquiries were launched at the time, including probes by Birmingham City Council, the Department for Education and Ofsted. No evidence of extremism or of a plot were found. Birmingham City Council's Deputy Leader, Councillor Bridget Jones, in charge of city schools in 2014, says the city has long since moved on 
Whilst others claim the issue is unresolved and that investigations at the time were rooted in Islamophobia. The issue has been raised again following a podcast by the New York Times probing the origins of the letter which kick-started the investigations. In the Channel Island of Guernsey, plans for a new sixth form centre and the closing of one of the island's state high schools have been delayed by a year. The new secondary model had been due to start by September 2024, but the Committee for Education, Sport and Culture said the decision to delay was made after talking to the construction industry. Education President Andrea Dudley-Owen said in a BBC News report, it's more important that we get it right rather than rushing to meet an arbitrary deadline. It is another delay for parents, pupils and staff on what has been a decade-long process of transforming secondary education on the island, a process that has seen promises made by committees which have then not come to fruition. In a research paper published on the FIS.org website, it suggested that pre-primary education played a protective role against COVID learning losses in sub-Saharan Africa. In a study of more than 2,600 children in Ethiopia, Researchers found that among pupils who entered primary education immediately after schools reopened, learning losses were far less severe if they had been in pre-primary education prior to the pandemic. The learning deficit among children without pre-primary experience was four times greater. However, the study also shows that pre-primary education was also the most neglected part of the Ethiopian government's COVID education response. Full details of the study can be found on the FISORG website. The study was commissioned through the World Bank's Early Learning Partnership and undertaken by the University of Cambridge, Addis Ababa University and the Ethiopian Policy Studies Institute. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safer Internet Week, with the official day being on Tuesday the 8th of February. This year, the UK Safer Internet Centre is questioning whether gaming online is all fun and games. They ask young people to explore respect and relationships in online gaming. A lot of schools may be having drop-down days, and you may be expected to deliver an online safety lesson. This is great, but are you confident in your knowledge? There's nothing worse than having to teach a lesson out of your comfort zone, especially when you're discussing a topic where the learners may know more than the teacher. Saferinternet.org.uk, the brains behind Safer Internet Day, have come to the rescue with a series of films under the heading of Virtual Assemblies on their website. Starting with a story about in-app purchases getting out of hand for 3-7 to year olds, and then for 7-11 to and 11-18s to having a discussion on online behaviour and respect. This resource is informative and will allow those of us that are less confident to play the film and facilitate a discussion. As always, if you're going to use an online resource, make sure you've watched it first to make sure it's appropriate for your pupils. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. So I'm just having a look at the social media channels here and I've had uh, received a message from the Ukulele Guild of um, the National Ukulele Guild who have told me to decease uh, forthwith from the speaking negatively of ukuleles, otherwise we're coming to get you. 
okay um oh, that's fair enough then all right um yeah no uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> right let's not uh let's let's not dwell on that those ukulele players are mean <laughs> no of course not of course uh, ukuleles are absolutely great because what they represent they represent excuse me technical difficulties that they represent um a, a very cost-effective way of bringing music into the educational space and I believe that that's what digital musical production can do. It means that we can have a cost-effective way of bringing the creation of music into the educational space and be able to create things that perhaps um, even people who don't have uh, necessarily uh, musical um, acumen uh, let everybody into this whole kind of beauty of creation when it comes to music. Because, as I said at the top of the show, in my opinion, music is it's a, pre a pretty much a primal good. It allows us to feel deep emotion. It allows us to look at the creation of something. It allows us to see a language that is different from the one that we use every day. And being able to convey a way to kind of promote that in schools whether it's the ukulele, that's just a personal preference thing, you know. The, uh, don't hate on me, ukulele players. I know there's some of. I know you have some good ones out there. So I've, I was only trying to labour labour a point. Don't please, please God, don't hurt me. Um, so yeah, whether it's ukuleles or whether it's uh, free to use software, um, bringing this stuff into the classroom can be one of the ways that we can find um, uh, cost effective. Uh, processes when it comes to music creation and when it comes to being able to say I've made this can you listen to this does it sound good or you know I, I, I I'm not very good when it comes to playing a piano but I can press this button here and it sounds really really good um, I don't know if there's a certain hierarchy or a snobbery around that type of doing things I'd hope not you know, I think if the end result is, is, is good or if the end result is something that a student is happy with or if the end result is something that makes people feel something, I'm kind of of the opinion that I don't think it really matters how we get there, apart from being able to keep the craftsmanship and skill of actual physical usage of instruments. Because, you know, there's nothing more impressive for me than watching somebody who knows how to play an instrument and watching them do that thing, and you just think to yourself, that is incredible. What what a technical achievement. Watching somebody play the cello, uh, watching somebody, you know, play the ukulele even, you know. <laughs> let's, 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 let's just go there. Um, and, and that kind of visible technical skill, that craftsmanship that is right there in front of your eyes, I guess sometimes wouldn't be there if it came to music production. Although... Um, doing a bit of research for this show. Yes, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I actually do research this show. This isn't all off the top of my head. I'd say about, you know, the 15% is researched properly. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to things like YouTube and watching uh, people produce music on YouTube, digital production, um, it's really big. The audience, uh, try, uh, the audience of watching somebody create a piece of digital music can be really, really big because there's a lot of interest out there. There's a lot of interest out there, so it is a bit of a big draw. So I think maybe my mindset needs to kind of move on a little bit and to try to appreciate the craftsmanship that goes on into digital music create, uh, creation as well as the more traditional forms of playing an instrument. Um, but once again, um, is, you know, when it comes to digital production, 
in regards to uh, a price, sometimes digital production can be a lot cheaper. Um, it can mean that there are less outgoings for a school. So, uh, for instance, um, uh, some of these tools are free to use. Uh, some of them aren't. Some of them you do have to pay for. Um, but is it cheaper than um, buying a particular set of instruments? Actually, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But like I said, does it need to be one or the other? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think when we look at these things in partnership with each other, both physical and digital creation, I don't think it has to be one or the other. Like I said before, don't worry. This isn't about me saying, oh, well, oh who needs, who, who needs uh, clarinets? We've got, you know, we've got a keyboard. Oh, forget the clarinets, you know. If there's a situation where you can't get hold of a clarinet, by all means, by all means, use a digital alternative. That I ain't got no problem with whatsoever, you know. If you can't carry that tuba home, <laughs> you know, maybe, <laughs> oh, all, respect to the, all respect to the tuba players out there all respect because oh my goodness me i mean i cannot i cannot fathom the kind of single-minded uh, ambition when it comes to wanting to play the tuba and knowing that the transport of that particular instrument will be that difficult but um yeah it doesn't have to be one or the other it doesn't have to be just digital, just physical. Of course, all these, these production um, tools that I've mentioned beforehand, so such as uh, Soundtrap. Soundtrap allows you to record live media. So you can just plug a guitar in. You can plug a microphone in. You can grab a harmonica. You can even, God forbid, grab a ukulele and start playing using a laptop, uh, using the microphone on a laptop. It doesn't have to be professional uh, it doesn't have to be professional level equipment. It can be very, very down and dirty, as it were, and it can end up producing some really, really good stuff. Um, we do have callers on the line. I'm not joking. This time we do have callers on the line, but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to take any calls because when I do take all calls, my... Um, my, the sound levels on my tech go right through the roof. So apologies for that if I don't take a call, but please leave a comment in the Podbean chat if you want to ask a question or if you've got a particular recommendation for a particular music production technology. I am more than happy to uh, just give shout-outs to things that might, people might be using that they think is a really, really good idea or stick a comment in the, uh, or stick a comment on Twitter. I haven't looked at Twitter for a couple of seconds. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me just keep let me just pick a pick a couple of selections uh just from twitter we've got some uh really good recommendations band lab is useful uh, as a teacher can access the work yeah band labs uh, band lab sorry is a really really nice tool thank you kirsten johnson for that that's a really nice recommendation uh, yeah i've used that in the past and it's really really good um uh, ed finch who i know is a ukulele fan so ed uh, listen i'm only joking I'm only joking, okay? Don't, don't send the boys around, Ed. Um, uh, Ed's uh, seconding the recommendation of Audacity if you just want to mess around with a few live recorded tracks. Because, yeah, I mean, in this particular uh, session, I've been talking about digital production as if it's nothing to do with uh, traditional uh, music creation, which uh, that's a bit of a false a false dichotomy there. Ding, 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 ding. That's an educational uh, buzzword. False dichotomy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one or the other doesn't have to be one or the other at all. Um, uh, Zed uh, carries on. He, um, yep, he's, uh, he says that uh, it's really good for messing around with live recorded tracks. 
Um, and I know Ed plays the ukulele. So uh, good on you, man. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. Once again, it's that immediacy. It's about kind of that kind of bedroom studio mentality that we're seeing when it comes to music production it doesn't necessarily have to be one thing or another it could doesn't even ha it doesn't have to be one app doesn't have to be one instrument yeah i've got a couple of comments down on the yes it's true that is my actual voice that is my actual voice on the jingle but i put it through a, a filter and i just kind of um i pitched it up a little bit have a little listen Yeah, that's me. That's me. Um, it, it sounds like I've had a, a groin injury immediately uh, <laughs> previous, but no, that's that, that's me. With a couple of button presses, I can make myself sound a little bit robotic using sound traps. So that was really nice. Um, uh, there was a couple of choices. Uh, there was, I think that's a bit of robot with a bit of a change of pitch up, but there was a choice that was baby. And seriously, it's the most disturbing thing I've ever heard. I'm, I'm not. I'm not playing you that version because, oh my goodness me, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a David Lynchian nightmare listening to that. But anyway, yeah. So that's my voice. It is indeed. I'm not lying. I didn't get. I didn't get Herc or the boy <laughs> to give it to give it a once over. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, just um, going back to what I was saying, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be a combination of all these tools. Uh, you can have digital you can have audio i i wish we had the options when i was growing up and i was educated in secondary school i wish we had these options for all these different tools um because we didn't the technology wasn't there at that point but nowadays you know you can have uh, a person with a, a acoustic guitar and a guy with a chromebook and a girl with a triangle uh, at the back of a classroom and you can come up with something really really good really really fast and it's that satisfaction of making something um and making something that other people can listen to and you can share that is really really a benefit i think so um just uh you know going back to going back to um the uh feed on twitter let's just have a quick look um uh nick wood who is a, a wonderful Twitter associate of mine has um, hashtag cancel Starkey. I'm assuming that that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the ukulele squad get, getting ready uh, to, I don't know, throw their strange tiny guitars at me. Um, uh, uh, we've got, um, and a couple of people uh, talking about uh, the uh uh, technology that they are using sorry i'm kind of, i'm scrolling and talking it's like if i was in a classroom i would absolutely get a demerit for this but um let's have a look and yeah uh in fact i mean what we're doing at the moment we use podbean for these podcasts you know and it's a it's a nice tool for recording there's so many options out there like i say when it comes to any of this technology um you've got to try it out yourself if you've got time i know i know teachers are so time poor i know especially at this point in time but um you know take a couple of minutes a couple of minutes just to, just to have a look uh, some of these tools tom's tech tips jingle that was um about that took me about nine or ten minutes just messing about on a lunch break, I think it was. Um, not the actual recording of my voice, because uh, strangely enough, when it comes to higher education, people don't like you singing into your computer whilst people are having their pot noodle. Uh, I don't know why. You know, for academics, they don't really seem to be very creative. But um, anyway, yeah, that took me a little bit of uh, it took me minutes to create something of that stature and beauty. Uh, so if I can do it, then 
your students will be able to come up with something pretty much epic, I believe. And they have in the past, in my experience, when I was working in alternative provision, you got kids on Cubase uh, on a Friday afternoon and they would come up with something pretty surprising. And that's great because what that means is that, you know, they start their journey on the create the creation of something that means that that might make somebody feel something that might impress something that might, you know, that people might be sat down listening to in 20, 30, 40, a hundred years time, much like my jingle. Um, so yeah, when we talk about this, sorry, <laughs> when we talk about these things, um, I think if I was going to break down kind of the kind of big things we need to think about when it comes to digital media, music creation is first off, is it reliable? I know it's not very sexy. I know that it's, it's not, it's not kind of like, does it have auto tune? You know, um, <laughs> although don't, don't, if, if you are going to use these things, don't let them use auto tune. Oh my God, it's awful. It's, it's terrible. People, oh my Lord. I know some people can't, some people do rely on it. Don't, don't rely on auto tune. It just makes you sound like you're using auto tune. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it has to be reliable. You have to be able to make sure that it's going to work every time. The recommendations today, one of the things that I do when I recommend this technology is I look at reliability. Does it work each and, each and every time? Um, there's nothing worse than starting a lesson, and I can't imagine anything worse than starting a music lesson uh, with unreliable digital technology. Um, because I remember when I was at school in music lessons, um, and music lessons are like second only to science laboratory lessons when it comes to things that are really distracting and things that you can use to really distract people. Um, but yeah, so reliability is really important. It's a creative endeavor, but you can't create anything if the tools uh, just keep disappearing on you. So reliability when it comes to music production software is always, always a priority. Usability, as is any uh, software choice usability is also really really important um sound trap and drum bit are immediately usable for somebody with absolutely no prior music uh instruction or prior music knowledge um and that's great i think you know that's great um once you start using them you delve into kind of the different features the different things that you can do the different instruments that you can use you can think about beats you can think about adding effects to the instruments that are already there and you know the layers of what you can do are kind of uh, almost endless but just on the immediate scale of things you can get up and running and you can create something within an hour and if it's uh, if we're talking about a lesson that's got to be a bonus. It's got to be a bonus. Um, so yeah, Soundtrap, uh, really, really good for that kind of thing. Um, drum bit, excellent, just to just for a mess around, just for a mess around to get some beats going. Uh, you press a few buttons, you press play, and Bob is your mother's brother. It's there. It's um, it's uh, it doesn't take up any kind of resources on your computer, and that is always an added bonus as well. Hang on, hang on. Oh, hang on. Oh, we're having tech. Oh, we're having technical difficulties uh, here. Uh, in the attic, in the floffis. Oh, my vape's just run out. Oh, no. <laughs> right, that's it. Show's over, guys. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, so uh, reliability, usability. And can it get students to do something creative? You know? Um, does it have to, do you have to look over their shoulder and press every button for them? Uh, not, not in regards to many of these tools. Um, in comparison to many instruments, these things are very, very easy to learn, uh, very easy to pick up. 
um, uh, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a violin where if somebody picks it up and just starts playing with no um, no previous knowledge, then it sounds like you know a cat being like horribly murdered, like in the worst kind of way. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's one of the advantages I think digital has over some uh, more traditional instruments because some of this stuff can be very much pick up and play, as it were. But then you can combine them with the things that take a, a little bit of time and effort and skill to learn, and you can use these tools to for further augment some of the things that your students will undoubtedly already be doing anyway. So if we look at having these things in combination, we don't have to just concentrate on one program. We don't just have to concentrate on the digital side of things. We have to use all these different things in combination, hopefully to try and create something, given the restraints of your classroom, obviously. And there's always that caveat, you know. Me chucking a couple of recommendations of music production tools at you on a Sunday evening is all well and good. But if you don't have anything to play this stuff on, if you don't have the resources in schools, then it's next to useless. So the other thing that you might need to do is just do a little bit of a recce first. Uh, just see if you can get this stuff in. Just see if you can get this stuff used and uh, go from there. Be as uh, realistic as possible uh, because you know, you know your time's precious. You know, your time's precious and your effort's precious, especially in this uh, wonderful uh, mid, pre, post pandemic. I can't remember which one we're in at this week, uh, this hour. Um, it's, uh, you know, it does the initial outlay of time, does it mean that you're going to get something back from it? But from the first hand knowledge that I have of using this technology with students and uh, students who traditionally may not be the most engaged when it comes to mainstream education, um, it's really, really good stuff. Like I said at the beginning of the show, um, music is probably one of the biggest engagement tools that we have uh, in regards to things that just immediately get people in, you know, immediately kind of allow people to kind of share experience, to, to learn certain things. And I think it's second only to sport when it comes to that, like the most immediate engages in education. Um, speaking of which, uh, when we talk about education, we talk about resources and we talk about cost. Um, here is the plug for next show, um, which will be uh, at the moment sometime next month, dependent on what uh, the availability of hosts and so on are on TT Radio. We're going to be looking at free alternatives to um, popular educational software because I feel like that it's time that we had a look at some of the things that you might be able to get in your classroom that are, if not as good, but better than some of the more uh, traditionally accepted technologies in the classroom. It's going to be a little bit out there, guys, be a little bit kind of hacker-esque, you know, bit kind of uh, hack the planet, uh, late 90s hackers movie, everyone's going to be wearing neon coats, and um, sunglasses indoors, but we're going to look at ways that um, we're going to look at uh, alternatives to popular uh, to popular software. Um, uh, not like moody, dodgy alternatives like burn off the back of a lorry, 
alternatives, obviously, because that, that would not be great. Now I'm talking uh, free alternatives to um, popular software that are completely legitimate to use, um, because I do believe that some, in some areas, uh, just as a, a personal opinion, um, uh, anic work anecdote alert, ding, 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 ding. I work in assistive technology, and I do believe that certain assistive technologies um, because of uh, monopolies and because of familiarity to educational establishments um, are bought in without thought. And you know, and there's lots and lots of alternatives to these technologies that are perhaps better out there. So that's gonna be next week's session. We're gonna look at free alternatives to kind of more accepted technologies, whether that be word processors, whether it be uh, uh, browsers, whether it be um, ways to create photographs, editing, all these different things. And there's actually some really good websites that deal exclusively with alternative versions of software. Uh, so if you are on a very restrictive budget at your school, <laughs> if, <laughs> um, uh, tune in for next time and we'll go through some of the ways that maybe we can or maybe you can keep costs down when it comes to uh, programs and equipment. We'll also be looking at DIY uh, versions of popular tools such as visualizers. Um, visualizers have, oh my goodness me, visualizers have picked up like nobody's business uh, the last few years. So what we're gonna be looking at is we're gonna be looking at uh, creating uh, your own cheap visualizers, how to do that. And I'll also have a little think about how some uh, of uh, the everyday technical equipment that's used in classrooms and see if we can think about other ways that we can lessen the price tag on some of that stuff. We're also hopefully going to start reviewing technology within the, um, uh, within the show as well. So uh, this is a shout out to any ed tech or technology companies that are listening. If you would like an unbiased almost harsh review of your <laughs> product uh, on this show, please let me know either through the, um, uh, the Podbean chat or by uh, tweet. Um, I'm at uh, tstarkey1212 because you just got to keep going sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, just let me know. And I think what we'll do is we might use a section of the show to review certain products. And But I'm talking like I'm talking a proper review. I'm not talking kind of like, oh, this seems really nice. I'm talking this is going to work here and this ain't going to work here, but it's still all right. You know, so if you're brave enough, and you think your product is good enough, uh, let me know and we'll stick it on the show as well. Got a couple of comments in the uh, couple of comments in the uh, live feed, uh, the podcast. Um, so, yeah, we got, you know, yeah, there's people looking for oh DIY visualizers. That's good. Yeah. Uh, we use, I tell you what, the price of some of this stuff, though, it's incredible. The price of some of this stuff. You know, visualizers, you know, cost the earth sometimes, um, but you could probably put a half-decent one together for about 10 quid. But anyway, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, um, that's a chat for another Sunday evening because we're coming to the end of the session now, and also it's um, getting to be a little bit late. And if I don't hurry up, then um, because I'm in the attic, in the house yammering on nobody else can get to sleep so what we're going to do is um we're going to uh, i'm going to leave you in a couple of minutes but as i say just to summarize because 
when it comes to things like technology, what you really need to do is... You really need to come on and listen to Tom's Tech Tips. So today we've been looking at music production technology. Um, we've been looking at three particular programs, Soundtrap.com. Uh, we've been looking at Drumbit.app. And we've also been looking at the no school, like the old school, Audacity for music production, editing, recording, and so on and so forth. Uh, we've also discussed, is, is there a dichotomy between digital and more traditional forms of music creation and to be honest i don't think there needs to be yeah i think that's a bit of a non non-starter that one i don't think there needs to be at all i think it can be a wonderful mix-up mash-up that's that's a that's a musical term in it mash-up um so uh if we think about the things that we can put together to create something um we can just think about music creation as being music creation doesn't have to be digital doesn't have to be physical these are the things that i think we need to take on board going forward um uh, we have talked a little bit about ukuleles tonight ladies and gentlemen uh, i would just like to say that i regret nothing <laughs> i regret absolutely nothing i don't care if the national ukulele league come after me uh, and start trying to hit me with their uh, instruments because they're only small and they won't hurt. So, you know, come on then, do it, do it then. <laughs> I joke, of course, ukuleles are as valid as any other instrument apart from recorders. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be me for tonight. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, next time I'm on, we're going to be looking at uh, DIY technology. They, Noreen's just last comment here is they won't hit you. They'll make you listen to, they'll make you listen to hours on end. I would prefer physical assault, Noreen. I, I, if I'm going to be honest, I would prefer I would prefer physical assault than being forced to listen to ukuleles. But you know, each to their own. Each to their own. Um, yeah. Next time I uh, am on, we'll be looking at DIY uh, technology in the classroom. We'll also be looking at free technology alternatives for some of the most well-known software that is used in educational establishments. But until then, I'm going to leave you with this particular uh, beautifully created piece of music. And I hope you have a really good evening. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.